Hey, um, I was thinking, I don't think I really want to be an elf. Really? What do you want to be? A dentist. We've seen too many Christmas specials, Pinky. It is Sunday, December 11th, 2016. This is U62 The Targ. Let's get to it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62 The Tar. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappen. On this week's show, it's a Christmas special, baby. I'm playing for you a whole bunch of my favorite Christmas songs, talking about all kinds of Christmas stuff, and just enjoying the season. It's my Christmas special. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Tar, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Kappas here. Welcome to this Christmas special of the Targ. Got something a little different for you for my Christmas special. I have gone through all my Christmas albums, all the kind of crazy Christmas songs that I own, and I am going to play for you a lot of my crazy Christmas songs. I was pretty sure I did this before, and so I went through all my previous episodes and found it. Last time I did this was about five years ago in an episode called Scarecrow's Christmas Mixtape. If you want a double shot at me and my crazy Christmas songs. So after listening to that again, I'm going to do my best not to duplicate myself and give you all new Christmas songs from five years ago. How about that? Yeah, I guess I should say special thanks to Paul Dini, the legendary writer, because I got this idea from him. Paul Dini, he's written countless hours of television, probably best known for his Batman work. He's written so many Batman graphic novels. Uh, He wrote the first two Arkham video games. That would be Asylum and City. He's probably best, best known for being one of the key creative forces of Batman the Animated Series back in the day, where he co-created Harley Quinn. Anyway, he used to have a podcast, and he used to do this every Christmas, where he would do a podcast just playing his favorite Christmas songs. Paul Dini is kind of like the king of Christmas. He loves collecting these obscure Christmas songs. He's got a creator-owned comic called Jingle Bell, all about Jingle, the teenage daughter of Santa and Mrs. Claus and her holiday-themed shenanigans. So yeah, this is I'm kind of ripping off Paul Dini here. In fact, the first time he did this, that was the first celebrity I actually tweeted to. I was driving home for Christmas, listening to his podcast, and I discovered he was doing this Christmas jukebox thing. So when I got home, I sent him a tweet. Thank you very much for that Christmas podcast. It was the perfect thing for driving home for Christmas. And he tweeted me back, you're quite welcome. Have yourself a happy holiday. So, yeah, that's kind of my whole impetus for doing this. My ideal vision is that you've got this in your MP3 player and you're listening to it as you're driving home for Christmas. Or as like Bob and Doug McKenzie say on their version of the 12 Days of Christmas, you can play this at your Christmas parties or if you're by yourself on Christmas Eve. Good day, in case you didn't think I was on this part of the album. But enough of my rambling. Let's get to the music, shall we? Let's get to the 12 Days of Christmas. Not the Bob and Doug McKenzie version, but 
One I remember hearing on the radio a lot when I was a kid, the Muppet version. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens, two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five gold rings, four calling birds, three On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six geese a lane, five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Seven swans are swimming, six geese a lake, five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight maids are milking, seven swans are swimming, six geese a lake. Swimming, six geese a lane, five 
calling birds three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. John Denver and the Muppets with their rendition of the 12 Days of Christmas here on U62 The Targ. You know, I'm kind of surprised I didn't do this last year. Every couple of years, I kind of go on a Christmas album blitz because I'm like, I need some new Christmas albums to freshen up my Christmas music. Last time I did such a blitz was last year. Only instead of buying albums, I bought all the MP3s of my favorite Christmas novelty songs. You know, I had illegally downloaded them over the years and last year I finally figured let's finally give back to the artists let's legally buy them so I did last year and one of those was the Muppets 12 day of Christmas of course what kind of sparked that last year was the fact that you know I used to be the music director of a radio station and every December you start looking for new Christmas music to freshen up your library now I worked at a country music station and I remember talking to my predecessor one year, you know, before I got the job. He was like, ugh, what I really hate is the song Baby It's Cold Outside, mainly because we got just one version of it in our library, and it's this one where some star does it with Elvis, and it's horribly edited. It just sucks. So knowing a little bit about country music, I'm like, hey, you know who does a pretty good version of that? Lady Antebellum. You should find the Lady Antebellum version. And he was like, okay, good to know. So then he moved on. I got his job. I went looking through the music library. Still only had that crummy Elvis version of Baby It's Cold Outside. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get the Lady Antebellum version. So then I started Googling it, and apparently Lady Antebellum has one of the best-selling Christmas albums of the last 10 years on the country music charts. And I was like, how do we not have any Lady Antebellum Christmas stuff? So I added the Christmas stuff to the library from Lady Antebellum. And, you know, sometimes it's the little victories like that that you have to celebrate. So here's the song that sparked my Christmas album Buying Blitz last year. It's Lady Antebellum and their rendition of Baby It's Cold Outside. It's cold outside I've gotta go away Baby, it's cold outside This evening has been Been hoping that you drop so in So very nice I'll load your hands They're just like My ice. mother will start to worry Beautiful watch your My hurry. father will be pacing the floor Just listen to that fireplace now roar Now really I'd better skirt Sweetheart, watch your hurry Well maybe just a half Why a drink Why don't you more. put some records on while I pour The neighbors might think The baby is bad out there Say, what's in this dream? No cabs to be had out there I wish I knew how your eyes are like starlight to now break this bill I'll take your hat, your hair looks real. I ought to say no, 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 Mind so if I'm moving closer At least I'm gonna say that I tried What's the sense in hurting my pride? I really can't stay Baby, don't hold out Oh, but it's cold outside
just go Baby, it's cold outside The answer is no Baby, it's cold outside This welcome has been So lucky that you dropped so in So nice and warm Look out that window at that storm My sister will be suspicious Gosh, your lips look delicious. And my brother will be there at the Waves upon a tropical shore My maintenance mind is vicious Ooh, baby, you're so delicious Maybe just one little kiss more Never such a visit before. Oh, I've gotta go home You'll freeze to the bone out there Hey, lend me your coat It's up to your knees out there You've really been great I thrill when you touch But my hand don't you see There's bound to be talk tomorrow Making my lifelong At sorrow. least there will be plenty implied If you caught pneumonia and I die. really can't stay Get over that old out Baby, it's cold outside It is kind of chilly Gotta be nowhere. All right, you win. <laughs> Now, it wasn't just Lady Antebellum that sparked my Christmas album buying blitz last year. It was when I discovered that last year, Amazon was releasing the Star Wars Christmas album. I looked at that listing and I was like, my gosh. I must have this. And so I got it. Christmas in the Stars, the Star Wars Christmas album. It's not as reviled as much as the legendary TV special. The Christmas album is more seen as this curiosity when Star Wars merchandise was completely out of control. Probably because it's not as reviled is because it vanished from the shelves almost as soon as it came out. Let me paint the picture for you. Back in 1980, after the high that was The Empire Strikes Back, you might remember there was a disco producer by the name of Mecco. He put together that disco remix of the Star Wars theme that you might have heard over the years. He made a lot of money off of that. Lucasfilm made a lot of money off of that. So, of course, he called up George Lucas one day and was like, hey, let's put out a second record. They decided on a Christmas album because Christmas albums are always quick and easy cash grabs. So they put together their Christmas album. And when it came out in Christmas of 1980, as soon as it came out, Mecco went out of business and the Christmas album vanished from store shelves. So it never got a second printing, but still it lived on kind of an in infamy. It just kind of vanished. It received its first re-release in the mid 1990s as uh, the hype train was gearing up for the special editions. It was re-released in 1996 by Rhino. Uh, they even got Steve Sansweet. He was the uh, director of fan relations for Lucasfilm at the time. And I think he still holds the world record for the largest private collection of Star Wars memorabilia. They got him to write some new liner notes for it. And then that was out and then it disappeared again and it wasn't available again till Amazon had their exclusive edition last year. So of course I had to pick it up. 
Now, I know the obvious choice for a song to play off this album would be R2-D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. That has become a footnote in rock and roll history in that it was John Bon Jovi's first professional recording. As the legend goes, his uncle owned the recording studio where they were recording the album. They needed someone to sing on this track. And the owner went, hey, my nephew's pretty good. Johnny, get in here. And the rest is history. I could also play the infamously titled What Do You Get a Wookiee for Christmas when he's already got a comb. But no, again, that's an obvious choice. Instead, I am going to play for you my favorite cut off the album. It's C-3PO and R2-D2 giving their rendition of Sleigh Ride. What do you mean, R2? That noise is singing, you silly bucket. What? Me teach you how to sing? I don't know if I can, Artoo. You see, it's rather complicated. But perhaps I can explain music if I try to sing you the explanation. You see, there's a kind of sound you won't find in your men. Recall, when you add a note to one, you sound it just before, and another one after that, and then another three or more, and suddenly you are singing notes galore. Oh, no, Artoo, it's more... There's a kind of feeling when you sing a melody And another person sings along in harmony It's the loveliest thing that you can do to make your voice sound grand These difficult things are the things you never will understand If you could only get them and try and see Give up till you know that you're singing a perfect song. We know that you can do it, and you'll get through it, R2. Your every friend is better, there's a great duet beside you. Don't give up now, you're flying so high, you're rubbing the blue. Just keep that music coming, and soon we'll be humming with you. Oh dear, let me see now. Just imagine someone who does not know how to love. Could you teach him how to do it with a photograph? Or a diagram of the human brain or some such silly scheme. No particular this funny bone and watch him scream. <laughs> well, the same is true of music, as I think you see. It's a little more than someone saying, do rain me. It's a little like jumping out in space with no firm ground below. Let's give it the best that you have, maybe up and away you'll go. The time is now, we're showing you how it's over to Oh, Artu, that 
together. Are you ready? Take a solo. You're feeling the Christmas spirit, Skeletor. It makes you feel good. Well, I don't like to feel good. I like to feel evil. Oh. Don't worry, Skeletor. Christmas only comes once a year. Ah, thank goodness. Happy holidays <laughs> from U62. The Targ. Every Christmas, old Santa brings presents for me. He leaves plenty of packages under the tree. But this year, I have a surprise for St. Nick. And it's something that's going to give him a kick. What is it, Professor? I'm giving Santa a Pikachu this Christmas. Wow! Just like the one you gave to me? That's right. I'll hide it in my stocking and you'll find it rather shocking. <laughs> Cause giving gifts to Santa's quite a novelty. I'm giving Santa a Pikachu this Christmas. I bet he'll scratch his beard and say... Now Christmas Eve's will be a breeze as long as I have one of these on foggy flights through winter nights to light my way. It's Thundershock will twirl a million candy canes And power up a slew of new electric trains I'm giving Santa a Pikachu this Christmas Cause Santa's got a lot of work to do As the clock strikes every hour He'll be using Pika power To bring Christmas toys to girls and boys And grown-ups too with Pikachu, his sleigh will fly so fast About a thousand times as fast as Christmas past I'm giving Santa a Pikachu this Christmas It'll be the best friend Santa ever had He'll have fun with Pikachu And Pikachu's gonna have fun too Playing up in Santa's workshop, say, that's not bad it's chilly at the North Pole. So, I'm told, but with so much warmth in both their hearts, they'll never feel the cold. I'm giving Santa a Pikachu this Christmas. It's just the perfect thing to do. Thanks to the popularity of the mobile game Pokemon Go, Pokemon was once again in the public consciousness and a super gigantic fad in 2016. So because of that, I had to reach into the back of my music library and grab the Pokemon Christmas album. That was I'm Giving Santa a Pikachu for Christmas. You know what? I want to try something here on my holiday special. This is something that's been tickling the back of my brain for a while now. 
A few years ago at work, I was feeding our Christmas special into the library, and I heard a segment of it. The guy who put together the uh, Christmas special, he did this segment all about the classic Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. Some of the hidden facts you may not have known about it. I listened to that, and I'm like, I like movies. I want to try a segment like that. So here I put together for you a little something on the history of the film A Christmas Story. A Christmas Story has become one of those perennial holiday classics. Based on the works of American humorist Gene Shepard, the film is all about Shepard's reminiscing of the Christmases of his childhood through his alter ego Ralphie. Many tune in every December to once again see the old man unwrap the leg lamp. Fragile! It must be Italian! I think that says fragile, honey. Oh, yeah. The family's introduction to Chinese turkey. But you see, smiling at me. <laughs> and if Ralphie will get that Red Ryder BB gun. The Red Ryder 200 shot range model air rifle. What I want for Christmas is a Red Ryder BB gun with a compass and a stock and this thing which tells time. In 2012, it was deemed culturally significant and thus preserved by the Americans' National Film Registry. The film is now a certified cult classic, with several of the film's locations actually being turned into museums dedicated to the film. But the thing is, when the film first came out in the holiday season of 1983, it was a gigantic dud. It came out in the middle of November and had already vanished from theaters by the middle of December. Oh. Only I didn't say fudge. The film would have been largely forgotten if not for legendary media mogul Ted Turner. In 1986, Turner famously bought the entire back catalog of the movie studio MGM, the studio that made A Christmas Story. This allowed Turner to constantly broadcast MGM's films on his cable channels for free. Whenever Christmas rolled around, Turner and his channels would start broadcasting A Christmas Story non-stop. Thanks to these multiple TV airings, the film finally found its audience and by the early 1990s had been embraced as a new holiday classic. With A Christmas Story having become a classic, of course people would try to cash in. Black double dog dare you! Now it was serious. Now what a lot of people don't know is that A Christmas Story actually has a sequel. And I'm not talking about that horrible straight-to-video thing that came out a few years ago. In the early 1990s, A Christmas Story's director, Bob Clark, reunited with author Gene Shepard to adapt more of Shepard's stories. The end result was called It Runs in the Family, and it chronicled many of Ralphie's summertime adventures. It received a very limited release in the fall of 1994 before vanishing from theaters. When it was finally released on video, it was retitled My Summer Story to better emphasize the Christmas Story connection. That sequel has largely been forgotten now. In order for people to find it, I guess we better start marathoning it on TV. Shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your eye out? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. I know how you feel about all this Christmas business. Getting depressed and all that happens to me every year. I never get what I really want. I always get a lot of stupid toys or a bicycle or clothes or something like that. What is it you want? Real estate. Happy Holidays from U62, The Targ. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents. 
you guys. Just permit me one sentimental moment here, will you? I have something to say. Christmas. It's not the giving. It's not the getting. It's the loving. There, I said it. Now get out of here. Happy Holidays from U62. The Tsar. We have switched venues. I am coming to you live from my kitchen table, and I am here for a special holiday edition of Mark Tastes Random Things. Tiny bubble, 
Now, I was making this joke at work not too long ago about the seasonal flavorings. As we all know, lots of people make fun of the fact that every fall, pumpkin spice comes around, and it's pumpkin spice this and pumpkin spice that, pumpkin spice everything. But long before pumpkin spice was a thing, there was peppermint at Christmas time. Peppermint, of course, the flavor of candy canes, and it's always been the de facto Christmas flavor. In fact, it seems like in the middle of November, that's where we have the switch, where suddenly all of the coffee places and fast food places are like, F you, pumpkin spice, it's time for peppermint. So with all this peppermint stuff going around, I thought I would sample some peppermint stuff. So I just got back from my local Tim Hortons where I got their latest peppermint offerings. I have right here their peppermint fudge brownie donut. And to wash it down, I got their peppermint flavored white hot chocolate. Okay, so what should I try first? The hot chocolate or the donut? Oh, you know what? Let's go for the hot chocolate. So now, as I said, this isn't regular hot chocolate. This is white hot chocolate. I'm popping off the lid. Yep, it's definitely white in color. Smells like white chocolate too. So I think they're using real white chocolate for this white hot chocolate. And now that first fateful sip, does it taste like peppermint? Yep, it's in there. It's a very subtle peppermint flavoring. You're definitely tasting the chocolate instead of the peppermint. Maybe they forgot to put in the peppermint flavoring. Oh wait, there it is. Kind of hits you when you're not expecting it. It's kind of a pepperminty aftertaste. The chocolate really kind of overwhelms the peppermint. But yeah, it doesn't taste like white hot chocolate. It tastes more like regular Tim Hortons hot chocolate. So yeah, there's the uh, peppermint hot chocolate. Now onto the peppermint fudge brownie donut. Now I have had their regular fudge brownie donut. You know, it's chocolate and it has kind of a creamy fudge filling. So I'm assuming that the creamy fudge filling probably has a peppermint flavoring in it. I'm looking at it as well. It's got a green icing on it instead of the typical white. And uh, there's a little bit of crumbled up candy canes as well. That seems to be one of Tim Horton's de facto donut toppings at uh, Christmas time. Crumbled up candy canes. So, bon appetit, sampling the donut. Again, the mint flavoring is rather subtle, but then I haven't gotten to the creamy center yet, so maybe that's where all the mint flavoring is. Or maybe the crumbled up candy canes on top, that's meant to be the only mint flavoring, I don't know. Let's go in for another bite. Yeah, again, I'm getting a little bit of the mint now. The mint is very subtle. 
I wonder if the candy cane is all it's got for mint flavoring. You know what? I'm just gonna take a great big lick and sample the icing. Ah yeah, there we go. All the mint is in the icing. That's why the flavor is so subtle. Mm. Yep, okay. So there you go. The uh, mint fudge brownie donut. Nothing fancy there. Really not tasting the mint. And same with the peppermint white hot chocolate. Really not tasting the mint. Mm. Having a sip of the hot chocolate to wash down the donut. So... There we are. Some of the peppermint offerings from Tim Hortons. Eh, could have used a little more mint. The Jingle Cats on my Christmas special. Uh, I remember being a kid in the mid-90s. It seemed like it just wasn't Christmas until Much Music showed the music video for that. I remember when it came out in the mid-90s and had made headlines. Apparently how they recorded that is the guy who put it together, he had like a dozen cats. He just kind of followed around his cats for a few months recording all their different meows. Then he plugged them into this synthesizer and he just 
pumped out the tunes on the keyboard, and there we have the Jingle Cats. I'm surprised it hasn't been rediscovered in our age of cats on the internet. Good afternoon, Mark Kappas here with you, and it's getting to be that time, starting to wind things down, starting to think about going home for the holidays. Now, of course, there are certain songs that always evoke memories of Christmas. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this on my last Christmas special. My dad was always a big fan of the singing cowboy, Wilf Carter. Had a lot of Wilf Carter on vinyl when I was a kid, and it just didn't feel like Christmas until Dad reached into the back of his Wilf Carter collection and pulled out the Wilf Carter Christmas album. Remembering that, I remember buying Wilf Carter's Christmas album, digitally remastered on CD like 15 years ago. I think it's officially the first CD I ever bought online. Anyways, my dad always geeked out about Wilf Carter's rendition of Silver Bells, probably the only version of Silver Bells you'll ever hear with yodeling in it. Silver bell, silver bell, it's Christmas time in the city, bring a ling, bring a ling, soon it will be Christmas day, city sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air there's a feeling of Christmas Children laughing, people passing Meeting smile after smile And on every street corner you'll hear Silver bell, hoo-lay-hee Silver bell, hoo-lay-hee It's Christmas time in the city Lights, even stoplights blink a bright red and green as the shoppers rush home with their treasure. Hear the snow crush, see the kids rush. This is Santa's big day, and above all this bustle, you'll hear silver bell, holy silver bell. It's Christmas time in the city, ring-a-ling, ring-a-ling, soon it will be Christmas Day. One more time, silver bell, silver bell, it's Christmas time in the city. you all the very best Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Easter, Passover, Rosh Hashanah, and Cinco de Mayo, as well as the happiest Groundhogs, Valentine's, President, St. Patrick's, Mother's, Father's, Veterans, Memorial, Flag, Independence, Labor, Arbor, Boxing, Columbus, and Bastille Day ever. Happy Holidays from U62, The Targ. In a 
Christmas comes in the middle of a very hot summer, so when Santa Claus delivers his presents, he's not taken round by reindeer because they can't stand the terrible heat. He's taken round by six big white old man kangaroos called the Six White Boomers. Early on one Christmas day, a joey kangaroo was far from home and lost in a great big zoo. Mummy, where's my mummy? They've taken her away. We'll help you find your mummy, son. Hop up on the sleigh. So up beside the bag of toys, little Joey hopped. But they hadn't gone far when Santa stopped. Unharnessed all the reindeer and Joey wondered why. Then he heard a far off booming in the sky. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run. Pretty soon old Santa began to feel the heat, took his fur-lined boots off to cool his feet. Into one pop Joey, feeling quite okay, while those old man kangaroos kept pulling on the sleigh. Hey, six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run. Then Joey said to Santa, Santa, what about the toys? Aren't you giving some to these girls and boys? Well, they've all had their presents, Sonny. We were here last night. This trip is an extra trip, Joey's special flight. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run. Soon the sleigh was flashing past right over Marble Bar. Slow down there, cried Santa. It can't be far. Hop up on my lap here, son, and have a look around. There, there she is. That's Mummy bounding up and down. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run. Well, that's the bestest Christmas treat that Joey ever had. Curled up in Mother's pouch, feeling snug and glad. The last they saw was Santa heading northwards from the sun. The only year the boomers worked a double run. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run. And my mom always said it just didn't feel like Christmas until she heard six white boomers on the radio. So there that was for mom. And you know what? I think I should wrap this up. I was kind of shooting for this to be one hour long. I don't know if this is an hour yet. I got to put everything together in Adobe Audition and hit do the final mix down. But it feels like it's been an hour. So before I go, I think I should just tell you 
what you can get me for Christmas. Uh, I've already said this on the air many, many times. What I want for Christmas is one of those classic NESs. You've seen this, right? It looks just like a classic Nintendo, only it fits in the palm of your hand, and it's got 25 classic Nintendo games pre-installed. It's already one of the hottest toys this Christmas. It's sold out wherever you go. But I want one because I did not have a Nintendo when I was a kid. I tell the story on the air every year. It's why you have to be good for Santa in order to get what you want for Christmas. So there I was, 12 years old or so. This is 1990, 1991. And mom starts hinting that Santa was thinking of bringing me and my brother a video game console for Christmas. But Santa was having trouble deciding. Should he bring a Nintendo or should he bring a Sega Genesis? For those who don't know their pop culture history, early 90s, this is where we had the incredibly intense Nintendo-Sega rivalry going on. I was on Team Nintendo. I wanted a Nintendo. A Nintendo was what we always rented from the corner store when we were bored on rainy afternoons. All my friends had Nintendos. Nintendo was the way to go. But my brother, he wanted a Sega Genesis. My brother was always big into jet fighters, and there was a flight simulator for Sega Genesis called Afterburner that he was addicted to. So he wanted the Sega Genesis just for Afterburner. So we started presenting our cases, me for the Nintendo, him for the Sega. Our debate turned into a heated discussion. Our heated discussion turned into a great big gigantic argument. As the great big gigantic argument was about to turn into a fist fight, that's when mom finally stepped in and said, hey, 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 if you're going to be like this, Santa's not bringing you any video game consoles. So that's how I blew my chance to get a Nintendo when I was a kid. But I'm a grown-up now, I got my own money, and I'm going to buy me an NES Classic as soon as they're in stock again. I'll probably get one for a Boxing Day sale. Ah, but anyways, I hope you find what you want under the tree. I hope you have yourself a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And something tells me I'd better start the podcast right away in January or else this is going to be up on the front page of my website for a few months and people will be all like, oh, how come you still got Christmas decorations up? So yeah, here's hoping I'll have another podcast, at least a New Year special up in January. I'm Mark Capps. This has been the Targ. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of the Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! <laughs>